Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody, welcome to episode 123, thank you for joining us once again. Brian, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Jim, we're a day late because uh, I've been sickies and uh, man, I, I, I miss seeing people, I miss doing things, but getting cold for my kids, I don't miss at all. I, I haven't had so much mucus in my nose and just... Ugh, it sucks. Your kids aren't even back in school yet, motherfucker. You don't oh, no, I know. No! I'm, wait I'm waiting on that. I'm waiting on the full just barrage come September. I don't miss that at all. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think the only reason I have been somewhat okay so far if my after the year of seclusion is because my kid was basically in daycare the whole time anyway, except for like a couple months. So she's just yeah. been around kids the whole time. So my immune system didn't get any time to weaken up. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, other than that, not too bad. How about you, Jambers Wambers? Yeah, I'm doing alright. Doing. Doing. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know how to respond <laughs> to this. I'm out of my element. There's a, leg a legitimate question from you, and you're just not shitting on me. <laughs> Jim, I always build you up just because I knock a few bricks here and there. Fucking <laughs> stomp the shit out of me. No, I'm doing good. I've been a, been a busy little boy. Yeah. Yeah, so we can transition into what we've been playing lately, so... I'm actually taking a page out of your book and starting my own little run of collection videos. So nice. the first one will be coming out this Friday. And uh, after that, I've been working on... All right, so a 32X video will be coming out with all my 32X games and me talking about them kind of the way you did. And then after that, I'm starting work on my Turbo Graphics collection, which will be multi-part because I have more games for it. So <clears throat> what I found when I started that horror... Uh, collection video is it it ignited me to want to collect more did it do the same for you with your 32x and turbo uh so far no because i'm doing like i'm sitting down and doing all my own game capture and shit like that and i'm like i'm glad i don't have more to do like when gotcha. i ever whenever get around to the gen well plus prices are just astronomical these days anyway but besides the price factor the um like I'm like, as much as I want to do the Genesis, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a fucking long process. <laughs> Holy shit. But the thing I am liking the most about this, especially with the way I'm doing it, is actually sitting down and putting a lot of time into some of the games that I've been like, okay, this works, and I put it on a shelf and forgot about. Or yeah. played a little bit and, like, you know, didn't like it within the first couple minutes and shelved it. So, like, I'm not beating them all, obviously, but sure. I'm just sitting there and getting enough time in all of them to get, like, a real idea of all the games, so... So you and I talked before about collections and prices, and we know they can be crazy. Yeah. Regardless, like, um, let's say you get to the 32X and you have literally one or two games left. What's, like, your highest price point you're still willing to spend just to complete that collection? My highest price point would have been what I should have spent ten fucking years ago <laughs> when Spider-Man Web of Fire was still 300 bucks to get it complete in box. <laughs> and this, Damn. right... That's like a twelve hundred dollar game now. So damn. Yeah. So I mean, back then I was like, I saw three hundred bucks, and you know, just starting his job, me was like, oh man, I'm never spending that much. I guess I'm not, you know, finishing off the thirty two X set. Looking back, I'm like, oh fuck, I could have at least finished off the thirty two X and had all thirty some games for it. Yeah. Let me ask you. I well, actually, I already know the answer. I was gonna say. There's no chance you, like, what if it was that game just missing the manual? Like, the box and the game. Oh, I would do that. You, what if it was just the game, no box? Yeah. 
I kind of, I care. I really want me boxes. Because because yeah. a lot of my Genesis games, like I eventually, you know, cut the cord on the manual to save forty bucks. I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't care about a manual that much. So, well, you and I talk about it, and it'll actually come up at my next uh, collection video for horror as an update from what I have collected. Um, one of the things I collected was I I got the legit, excuse me, um, Friday the Thirteenth the game and the manual, but I couldn't get the box, so I actually bought a repro box. Oh. And I it came with like a thing that's just like, hey, this is repro. My whole thing is I may just write on the inside of the box repro just just in case. For, just for whatever. Yeah. But I know there's obviously a large debate about all that. Manuals are another one. Like manuals and boxes, I'm like, if you just want it to sell on your shelf pretty and you're not trying to like sell it out would you go down that path? Like, if you really ended up wanting that... Say you saw that game just loose for, like, an ideal... Like, say you saw it for 60 bucks. Oh, God. Well, yeah, then I'd hop on the shit out of it. Yeah. That. Yeah, no, I mean, within reason. Like, if I see a banging deal, like, I'll piecemeal it. Like, when I did my uh, StarCraft 64, like, mm -hmm. I piecemealed that together. And, I mean, that's, like, double what it is now from what I paid for it all put together back then. But yeah, even then, like, at the time, I wasn't willing to spend that much on it. So I piecemealed it when I saw a decent deal. So I've done that before. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'm i going to assume card only. It's, like, probably fucking 400 bucks or something, something stupid like that. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, if I saw it for, like, 100 bucks, I would hop all over that. And then, you yeah. know, try my luck over time. Now, uh, so that's been your main focus playing those games, though, 32X and Turbo? Um, lately, yeah. Just sitting down and playing through all the collections. So, I've, uh, I started, I guess it's not a spoiler. Our, our next Patreon review will actually be Darkwing Duck. I was and, playing that a little bit, too. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm, I beat the first, like, two levels. Um, then I finally beat Outlast 2 off stream, because what I realized is I don't appreciate those some of those horror games like that at all during stream because i'm talking the whole time right whereas when i was like ah, that game wasn't really gra grabbing me and then when i played it offline i was like oh okay this actually is kind of like weird um to cleanse my palate have you ever heard of the game gone home it gone won a bunch of yeah awards. that's that's the one where you like walk around the mansion and figure out the mystery yes. or something right yeah yeah I, apparently the term is walking simulator. I guess yep. there's a couple games like that. Former former guest Beto Giswaldi has an uncredited role in that. Part of the running staff, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was like, I mean, that's an hour and a half, maybe two hour top game. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> and then I, uh, I also, shit, what did I just also play and beat? Oh. I beat Shallow Monks. Ah, so, um, yeah, that, uh, as Jim and I said, we're going to wrap up the, the little remainders of MK games we never got around to. So that was the last piece of it. Um, Main games and spinoffs, fuck you, we're not doing portable. We're done. <laughs> we're done with the goddamn Mortal Kombat's after this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was, I enjoyed Shallow Monks, I'll just say that. Yeah. Not, un okay. Unfortunately, I think you got the short end of that stick. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Oh no, I'm sure I did. But yeah, no, I uh, like I, I just beasted out those games, and then of course I today streamed a little bit more uh, Dead by Daylight. Had some more people rage quit on me and smack some butts with a tentacle. So yeah, a little yeah. butt smacking can can't go wrong there. 
What uh, what you sipping on tonight? Well, well, Brian, that might come up in a future topic this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got? I am drinking from the Left Hand Brewing Company out of Longmont, Colorado, the Galactic Cowboy Nitro Imperial Stout. Wow. Super Left smooth, hand. super smooth and cosmetically dark. Nine per, 9% alcohol, 44 IBUs. Good to go from the can, like a pro in the glass. So, yeah. I'm actually uh, going to be Stout Boy tonight, because my two random picks out of my beer box were both Stouts. Nice. I like it. I, uh, I'm finishing Dark, off... creamy I... motherfucker right here. Oh, yeah. That's as good. a Stout yeah, should especially be. Especially as, as a Nitro, it should be a little bit more smooth, too. Oh, it's definitely smooth. But it's still got that like bitter bite at the end, too. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I, this was a random six-pack. The New Belgian Dominga mimosa sour so sour with calamansi fruit whatever the fuck that is it's uh from sun up to sundown wow really put effort there didn't you new belgium uh six percent alcohol so a little bit stronger for these kind of sippable sours i'll call them um sippable sour on it <laughs> silly sippable sour jim speaking of silly beers and uh we're right around the corner from, debatably, one of the most loved and hated beer times. One of the most loved and hated times in general, for all yeah. drinks. Pumpkin um, season! So, we've seen, I've already seen, a, I'm sure you've seen more, but people already, like, doing the memes of, like, hating on the fact that beer stores have pumpkins starting, or breweries. Here's the deal. Southern Tier already did a tweet about pumpkin, and people were like, fuck, it's July! And, and you know what? Ten years ago, Brian, when I wrote the article on our site about that, like, is it too early? That's when I felt like, holy shit, this is crazy. It's been happening so much. It's like the same people who, like, are like, oh, my God, it's October and we're seeing Christmas stuff in Walmart. Like, yes, that this is what they do now. Like, it's ne it's never pulling back on that. Will I imbibe in pumpkin beers? No. I I always have my tradition of waiting till September. I usually try to wait till the first Eagles game. I don't always make it, but I try. Um, but I am happy because, honestly, I'm tired of just hazy IPAs, sours, uh, milkshake IPAs. I'm tired of, like, all those. I'm ready for, you know, getting ready for the, the fall time, even though we still got plenty of summer left. Um... What I find funny is, before, it, when it was strictly IPA nerds who hated on Pumpkin, these are the same nerds now who do drink, like, milkshake IPAs with raspberry and whatever, and they're bitching about Pumpkin. Like, dude, mm -hmm. you're drinking basically so altered-flavored, fruited-up beer with lactose in it, but you're going to still bitch about spices. Like, get over it, man. Like, it, it, it's almost like cringy to be so anti-pumpkin anymore it was a thing and now i think it's come around where you're like dude that's we get it like you're anti-pumpkin oh let me guess you hate pumpkin spice too wah get over it right do we do we just go full bore and next episode we just drink pumpkin beers and sit down and watch a new he-man series do everything <sighs> the internet hates to want eat a little pineapple pizza <laughs> Jim, I was trying to get Todd and some other people who were watching me stream, thank you guys, uh, to explain this He-Man, because they were talking about it, about the hate that's going on for it. 
in short summary, am I getting this right? People are pissed because it's not actually about He-Man, it's about some other character? Yeah, I think, like, uh, the gist that I got from it, and I don't fucking care, is that, like, it was advertised, you know, as He-Man, and all the advertisements sure. were like, He-Man and Skeletor, blah 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 and it's basically about Tila. Like, mm. I guess if you want to watch, like, spoilers, they kill He-Man in the first episode, but I think they bring him back. Uh, by the end of the first, it's like five episodes, I think. Yeah. And yeah, but it's mostly about Tila, and I mean, I just don't care. So I don't did care Kevin Smith create this? Yeah, he was the like the writer. He's the showrunner for this new series. Because I heard he's catching shit about essentially like I guess the show got leaked and they said, "Hey, we heard it's all about Tila," and he's like, "No, guys, that's wrong. It's really about he." Like he doubled down on the lie, apparently. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Is everyone's mad too that he got lied? I whatever. I, I here's the deal. I just I, and I said this during the stream. Don't get yourself so upset about these things. However, I will say from the few little previews, it did seem like hey, this is just a He Man show. So it'd be kind of like the next 007 having nothing to do with 007. Like you'd be like, well, what? Why are why are you still calling this James Bond or 007? Like, just don't call it He Man or Masters of the Universe. Call it. Tila and the titties. I don't know. Like, call it whatever else. Yeah, a good thing Twitter wasn't around when Metal Gear Solid 2 was mostly about riding. So, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't get too upset, but at the same right, time. Right. Don't worry. The new Ghostbusters trailer just dropped, so now everyone can bitch about that. Oh, it, it did drop? Uh, wait. It, it's I not that I much heard... different from the one from a while ago, but they added a little bit more. Oh. So is it the continuation of the girls' Ghostbusters? No. no, they're just forgetting that ever happened. Oh, so it's like from it, two? Like it, yeah, it's a two? it's a sequel to two, basically. Like yeah, like Egon's daughter and granddaughter. He left them in some spooky mansion in the middle of nowhere, mm. and blah blah blah. I just it sucks that they they're not gonna have Harold Ramis. He was yeah. great. Yeah, blame Bill Murray. Prick didn't want to do a third movie for years. Well, no one ever claimed he was the nicest guy, Jim. Yeah. Just a funny, dry asshole. <laughs> it's true. He was he was quite the curmudgeonly chap for a long time. Yeah, that's he plays his character well. So, <laughs> but moving on, Chambers, what do we have from our lovely Patreon patrons? So I keep our patrons. Yes, you do. So our fucking patrons went ham on us this week. This is easily it. the most we've ever had, so thank you so much to everyone dropping off a question this week and participating. Cheers. And also, for anyone who wants to participate as well, patreon.com slash drinkaberryplaygame, where for as little as two measly dollars a month, you can ask a question that we'll answer on each and every single episode of this Power Hour podcast. So first up from Game Whisperer Dean. If Socrates was alive today, what would he say about video games? Hmm. I'm glad I did a little bit of prep work, because I was like... Shit. Like, obviously I know Socrates' the name, but I don't really know what his whole philosophy was. You didn't know about the Socratic method? I mean, I heard of it, but I just never put the time oh, in to learn okay. of it. And what the Socratic method, for those of you out there who doesn't know, is it's basically Brian bullshit. That's what it comes goddamn down <laughs> I was to. Gonna say, it's, it's just like... you twisting fucking words, asking for the definition of what you mean to try and dispel an argument without actually making a counter-argument. But, Jim, I mean, it's proven over the ages. It's a e it's an easy technique. You... It's goddamn Twitch fucking debate streamer goddamn mentality. That's all it goddamn is. But it works. Such fucking angering. Angering. 
so um, it's bad it, faith it, arguments. All it is. It, it's not. It's not, that's the beauty of it. It's not even an argument. I just keep questioning you, and you reveal your own ignorance. And I don't have to do any work. Like, it, it's kind of like that movie you love. Uh, what is it? Thank you for smoking. Oh yeah. It's not about the debate, the topic at hand. It's about everything else. Making the so other person look bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no. Luckily, two years ago, I went on this crazy spree of like reading all the best literature of the Western culture. So it started with all the Greek philosophers. If Socrates were alive today, he would probably just question the validity of video games and be more interested in things like what we've talked about where games like Bethesda or something will give you a choice that's evil or good and why people are making those choices. He would probably be like most mostly he'd probably be like gaming is a waste, but what is the impact on the culture? What's the social aspect of it? And at the end of the day, he'd probably be provoked by people's decisions of when you make a choice to be good or evil why are you making that choice? And what are the implications? It would be funny to see him just jump back and forth between feelings because he would definitely also argue about why why do people feel it's a waste of time too. So Yeah. No, he'd just he, be talking he would argue both he would argue both sides. He would definitely like whoever was the harder he he would be an amazing person during this argument of did you actually play the game if you beat it on Easy mode. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be insufferable. Socrates is basically a perfect amalgamation of, like, me and you put together back in college. Mm-hmm. You with your bullshit arguments and me with my questionable hygiene back then. So it would have been perfect. <laughs> Damn. My big what? belly, ugly face, slight Jim, tinge I, of odor, poenoidal cyst. Did, 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 did the hygiene really incre- increase that much? I'm better. <laughs> I go to work every day. I need my morning shower to wake up. <laughs> I rub myself with a stick. Look, once you once you get a cyst in the top of your butt crack that you got to get removed at twenty one years old, you got you got to change some things. You trying to try to make sure it doesn't happen oh, again. Oh, chambers! Fucking oh, doctor, and- doctor asking me if I go on bike rides a lot. Did I look like I went on bike rides? No. <laughs> Funny guy, Jim. Can I also point out from twit uh, from Twitter, you you uh, sharing the meme of like. When your mom walks in and it's like the blank window screen, <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that where the uh, the the red eye came from? Oh, the yeah, yeah, popping blood vessel. Pop a blood vessel. <laughs> Hearing that thump a thump a thump of step <laughs> steps up the stairs. Weren't no you? One... Were you actually sick in bed or you were just in bed? No, no, I was just in bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Jamers, we'll I'm save that for. For a different conversation, but yeah, no, Socrates would be, yeah, he'd he'd be like how I drive Jim he, he, crazy. He would be he would be a Twitch streamer. That's what he would be at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next up from Gamer Astral, any systems that you would like to start collecting for, and uh, why? Um, I would really like to get more serious about my PS2 collection. I already have a lot for it. And it's a system Good that, luck with your horror games on that. Oh, dude, well, dude. Horror games... Horror games, period, are the quintessential expensive games for every system. Outside of the most rarest titles, it doesn't matter if I'm talking PS1, NES. It, it doesn't matter. The games that are horror, that's why like I'm like very choosy. And I'm also accepting. I'm really only going to get loose games and I'll piecemeal when i can unless i find a deal i can't turn down Mm -hmm. so yeah ps2 because 
when I get games that I actually am looking for, I'm almost never dis like PS2 almost never lets me down with the quality of the game. Like they still hold up today, and I always am a little surprised. I'm like, damn, this is actually a really good game. So, yeah, it's probably the system I would like to get a little bit more into for titles I never played. I'd love to get a Saturn, but there's no way in how I'm going to jump into that boat now. So, mm -hmm. like, it's I'm I'm just already priced out of it. I'd love to you know play the heavy hitters in it and shit like that, but it's not going to happen. I'd be better off just buying like. A broken Saturn with a working power supply and putting a mode in there, so. Jim, get a Jaguar. I would actually love to get a fucking Jaguar. <laughs> like, Jaguar is... price point-wise? A console's probably about 300 bucks. Chances that it's not... Is there a high chance it doesn't work, though? <laughs> um, I mean, not really. It's like anything else is that old. Like, the capacitors could be shit, but... Mm. Like, no, no, a Jaguar actually isn't even that bad. Um... Uh, like, you know what, like, of, like, something more reasonable, I wouldn't mind having, like, either a Jaguar or a 3DO collection. Like, mm -hmm. those ones from, like, the early mid-90s that were, like, kind of failures, but they had some cool games on there, but they just had a lot of interesting weird shit, too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Saturn, I, I've said, I think if we go to too many games this year, if I see a system for about 100 bucks, I might just get it. I, yeah. I might just bite the bullet on that it's one. It's probably what the going rate for a console is at this rate anyway, so. Yeah. But yeah, no, no not a bad question. But not a good yeah. question. <laughs> what else can I waste my money on? <laughs> Jim, it's not a waste if you enjoy it. Socratic method. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're doing this now. <laughs> Thank you, Dean. Thank you so much. <laughs> Next up from one of our newer patrons, JD Mains. I have I have a one month old, and let's call them traditional in laws had moved in. What non Nintendo IP console games do you recommend that I put down on a dime to change a diaper or worry about the wife's wrath when someone cusses in a game? So is he asking basically family friendly games that are non Nintendo? So I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if the wording is non Nintendo, so not Nintendo. Yeah. Did I put down on a dime? To change a diaper or worry about the wife's wrath when someone cusses in a game. So, so I think he's looking for like more adult games that aren't Nintendo based on a Nintendo system. Okay. I mean, if he is looking on the. See, I'm confused by that. I, I, I can't tell if he's saying basically non Nintendo, still family friendly, or like you're saying, is he looking for more adult game that he can pick up and play? All right. Well, yeah, let's do both. Um, I mean. If you're looking for family-friendly, <clears throat> go with any Sonic game. Yeah. Especially newer ones or on, on systems, whether you have Xbox or Switch. Uh, any of those are easy pick-up and plays. Um, or, you know, <laughs> really family-friendly is Minecraft, because your one-year-old can be lulled to sleep by that damn music. That background noise, yeah. Yeah. But if you're going for adult game... Splatterhouse. <laughs> Especially the 2010 remake. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> That'll, uh... Nudie cards to collect, all the language, all the gore. Mm -mm -mm. Although dropping it and your wife coming in when he's ripping the asshole out of a giant creature might not go over so well. <laughs> nah, nah, that's fine. We live in America. Horrific violence is fine. <laughs> but titties. Mm -mm -mm. No, what no, about no. you, Jim? What's a family-friendly game that you would recommend? Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with something along the lines of, like, say, a Diddy Kong Racing. He so, said non... Well, okay, that's not necessarily... It's not, it's I not still Nintendo put, IP. But I put that in it. Just go go more outside of that realm. 
All right. Um, I guess we would like a fucking something like Shovel Knight. So yeah, ni- nice retro-inspired graphics, great control, great platformer, ton of crap to do in it. But of course, if you want to go more the adult route, you could always get deep into one of the Senran Kagura games. So I think the mainline games are more beat 'em uppy-ish kind of games. I of course own Senran Kagura Peach Ball, which is their pinball variant, and they are known for their fan service. So big boobalicious, buttalicious Japanese girls that. Either you're beating the crap out of each other, or you're slinging ping pong balls at them to try and knock their clothes off. So, damn it, Jim. Damn it. Damn Not it. a bad game, of pinball either. Da- Don't ever play a pinball game. That's all I'm gonna say. It's not great, but it's not bad. Just play Demon Crush if you're gonna play a pinball game. That's the only good one. Devil's Crush, Bry. We're Demons Tilt. No, we're I'm Alien talking Crush. About demons. Demons. Demons Tilt. Tilt. The, yeah. The recent one. Yeah. Yeah. The one I whooped your score in. Yeah, so go uh, get you some titty <laughs> pinball. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> or Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Always a classic. <sighs> Damn it, Jim. You and your hentai. What? What? It's family friendly. No actual nudity. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you, JD. <laughs> Comes out swinging. I like it. Next up from 5th Gen Mook. If you guys didn't have families or access to mail-in beer subscriptions... Would you have ever considered doing a road trip to visit a brewery in every state? Funny you should mention that. Because Bry, for ages, talked about wanting to just start going to different breweries alone in PA and then branching out, like trying to hit as many as we possibly could. Yeah. And then we all started shitting out kids, and then <laughs> where did the time and money go? I think the reality is once the kids are older and Jim and I can sneak off on like, hey, we're going to go away for the weekend just to like, even if it's like, shitty pittsburgh and those areas and mm-hmm. and see all those breweries P- pittsburgh could be last we would <laughs> i mean we definitely or do we wanna, do the worst first and just get out of the way <laughs> we want to hit up like now granite pa like yeah we could bang out a ton in a weekend really anywhere yeah. um but yeah i mean i would definitely i would do it both in states and internationally just because it's like Wherever you, we would plan a trip, I would say, okay, if we're going to, like for my bachelor party, we went to Tennessee, we hit up, what, three ba- three breweries? Yeah, we had like three breweries down there. So, like, yeah, we're, now I'm kind of like at the point where if, I, if I'm if i traveling somewhere I've never been, chances are I'm gonna, I want to see the breweries too. So, I'm sure down the line that that'll be a... Uh, a good fun goal for us, and it's an easy excuse to get away. We can have our wives do their girls' day, and we go and travel places for beer. Yeah, and our daughters are only about a year and a half apart, so once they both hit the teenage years, we're gonna need we're gonna need the booze. I need yeah. it now. That's right. Little manipulative <laughs> assholes, <laughs> love them to death, but God, kids are—they uh, would drive Socrates crazy, Jim. Oh, they would. Throw something at your face and say, I'm sorry. You go, okay, but don't do it. And then they go, I said sorry. And then you just want to pick them up and you want to throw them against a wall. Yeah, the you don't do that because worse. you love them. But then you raise their only three and they're doing this. And then you realize you have so much worse to go. Jim, it'll make you laugh. So Logan to Monica does what I do. So if she's like disciplining him, he puts his hand out, he puts it on her shoulder. He's like, Mom, calm down. Oh, I will. <laughs> He's like, listen, why don't we, like, he'll literally say, listen, why don't we do this? And she's like, you don't, you don't talk like that. <laughs> and I'm in the corner just like, tee <laughs> Just what we need, another you. <laughs> Jim, I'm just, I'm just 
uh, promoting the Socratic method. Oh, you're doing things all right. <laughs> but yeah, Good short question. answer for you, Mook. Yeah. Yeah, yes, incredibly. Next up, from G to the next level. Are there any quotes or one-liners from a video game that you would have seen yourself saying more often than you realize? For the longest time, I said the quote from Duke Nukem, I'm here to uh, kick ass and chew bubblegum, without realizing it was from uh, they or, uh, fuck, the Roddy Riot Piper movie. Um, no, They Live. They Live. Yeah. Um, I said that all the time in grade school without knowing any reference to it. Um, other than that, like, I don't say a lot of video, unless it's, like, something really goofy or stupid. Like, of course, the, you know, welcome to die. Or oh, no, get no. over here. No, no. The, the best example for us, especially in our friend group back in college, when we would just be walking around and doing nothing, oh. and then one of us would just go, pipe bomb! Pipe bomb over here. <laughs> yeah, probably. People in the hallway the looking best. at us like we're a bunch of idiots. Mm-hmm. Thinking about how we are saying that in crowded places, probably not the best. No, nah, that's a different time. Yeah, but yeah, pipe bomb over here. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that jumps out the most to me. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't we don't really say a ton of video game, even though we're obsessed with video games. Yeah, yeah, true. So yeah, pipe bomb. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> yeah, good one though. Next up from Alex Perez. This would you rather, well, you know what, we're going to use this for the uh, which is better for this week. So, this would you rather is for Jim's crusty corner. God damn it. Oh. God damn it. What have I done? For the rest of your life, would you rather eat only insects and live as you do now, or eat like you do now but crap your pants randomly a few times a day? Ha-ha! I already do basically crap myself a couple times a day, I so say. I will not eat your goddamn bugs, I will not live in your pods, I will not let the frogs be turned gay, and I will not let the globalists take over the world! Yeah, I was gonna say, Jim, like, that's basically Jim's life as is, so... I... Whoo! Okay, the question is... But I... No, but even if it was legitimately crap in my pants, I would still do that because I'm not eating your goddamn bugs. Screw you all. Yeah, I'm not... I wouldn't do bugs, and if I'm using big brain here i would claim that as a disability and then have to always work at home or just you work at home anyway i know but i'm saying now i like i for sure i can't go in do this and uh, then when i want to go out just have to adopt diapers i guess i don't know but yeah i'm not eating fucking bugs you know how much i'll miss steak eat bugs stupid miller's lifestyle people living out of a freaking trailer oh i turned it into a house hey sure did (laughs) good for you (laughs) Look, I, I built I, I built this pool out, out of uh, the rainforest and mud. Cool. <laughs> Those are cool videos, though. I got there, sucked into that Oh, no, YouTube I get hole. sucked into... Oh, dude, you talk about... You know what I just got he, sucked he into? He uses a stick and a homemade knife, and he works on it for three days, and it's I better know. than anything I've ever but done I in my life. But I feel bad, because you know probably after two rainstorms it's gone. But it is really cool. But, dude, you know what? I got sucked down a friggin' YouTube rabbit hole. You want to talk about crazy? It actually makes me feel better about... We talk about channel growth and whatever. Yeah. There's a channel. I, I think it's called Ant World or something. It's completely dedicated to this dude who was like a Canadian. I think he called a Canada ant. Um, it's over. It's close to 5 million subscribers of this dude who started in his garage with like a little terrarium. And now he's made enough where he bought a plot of land in Southeast Asia and is making an ant mansion to move all of his weird bugs and ants and he's going to go live over there. I'm like, what the fuck? And you watch it. It's like wholesome, educational, but you're like, 
This is 5 million subscribers. This is more than, like, some of the biggest people out there. Oh, yeah. That kind of reminds me of uh, that Hampshire guy on Twitch. So what he does is he's basically recreating Rapture from Bioshock, but with, like, hamsters. So, like, he's been, like, making these homemade hamster, interconnected hamster homes, Mm -hmm. like, in fish tanks, basically. Like, keeping them underwater and crap like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are interesting there's people out there. There's something for everyone, Jim. Yep. And someone had a good quote the other day where they're like, look, no matter, you can compare numbers all you want, but no matter how big you ever become, there's going to be some kid opening toys with ten times as many subscribers oh, as you will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. Fucking Ryan. Stupid Ryan. <laughs> Gets his video games. Where's my game? Where's my card racer? <laughs> Blub Racer 2000. I'll take it. Immortalize me. And last up, from our newest patron, Phony Montana. Just copped the Streets of Rage 4 DLC last week, and it's awesome! Have you gotten a chance to try it out, and do you predict a Streets of Rage 5? Jim, um, have you gotten it yet? Have not gotten the DLC yet. I like, Well, one, they've had a bitch of a time getting the DLC on the Switch, because... Well, the Switch Ni- sucks. Nintendo's stupid, archaic internet walls... Uh, once again, like apparently they require like a three week review period before they like let people put content up there. So, which is asinine. And I could, I mean, I know if I bought the DLC for the Xbox, I want to get played as much. So I'll, I'm just gonna wait for it to hit the Switch. So I'll do it then. Um, but I, I can see a Street Rage Five happening. I think it was a good enough success. And Lizard Cube, who did the publishing, or no, Lizard Cube did the development. Dot Emu did the. Uh, publishing and they're publishing that new Turtles reshelled game to or not reshelled the new Turtle Ninja Turtles game is gonna be coming out so I think I, I mean as long as there's interest for it in the creator side I could see it coming out I'd love to see it it's fucking great I almost would say there'd be no point for a five where and only because one like when with this DLC they not only add three characters but they add that survival mode survival mode yep. um Honestly, release a, like a six to ten dollar DLC that adds another six levels, and keep the same engine because you know they're not going to rebuild a brand new engine. It would just be the same engine anyway. And truly, who the fuck cares about the Streets of Rage story? Like you've played through that game how many times? And could you even recap what actually happens? Barely. <laughs> so. Like, I sat through the cutscenes the first time, then I just skipped them every other time. So yeah. that's my only thing is like, why would you even need another one? Um, just keep building off it. Like, let like this trend of keep the same game, add levels to it, add events to it, add shit to it, like add characters. Unless you're gonna do some kind of true major rehaul, I would not want to see just a reskin of this game with. Okay, now they'll add in uh, whoever they haven't added, already added into the game. Right. So, I mean, it's a great game. Um, I just don't really see the need for a 5. Yeah, at least not yet. Like, maybe wait until the next console generation and then, you know... At least, yeah. Stick around with some, you know, whatever the graphics at the time are. Do whatever. I'll see it eventually, but I'm good with 4 for just now. Yeah, for sure. But like we saw with 4, never say never. Yeah. <laughs> It was just how many years between, Jim? It was like 25, 30-ish. Yeah. All right, like so in 25, 30 years, give me a five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, single. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Good question, though. And, yeah, that will be a DLC. I, I, I'll I, wait till it's like $2 on Xbox. And then I can finally play as my main Max. Yeah, I can't wait to play as Max. Jim, you're only going to be allowed to play a skate, and you're going to like it. He's not even in it. 
Well, well, I mean, he's in it as like the old school skate, but he's no new skate. No, you're old skate. Where's Rue? I want Rue. Put Rue. Rue sucks. Rue! <laughs> <coughs> Ow. But no, and uh, thank you, Phony Montana, for joining our Patreon. We really appreciate it, bud. Yep. So, um, yeah, so th- for all of our patrons, thank you so much. Make sure, for those of you out there still with rewards to cash in on, make sure you do that. And for everyone else, once again, if you want to join in on this podcast, two bucks a month gets it to you. And also, if you want to help the podcast a little bit, make sure to head over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button, and leave a review, preferably five stars. Even bash us. We read all the five-star reviews. Yes, sir. All right, Chambers, so how is that uh, that stout treating you? It's good. I You know what? It's been a while since I had, like, a pure stout, especially, like, a nitro stout. So, like, you def- it's definitely more... A little more bitter than I was expecting, to be honest with you. Even though hey, only Jim, like 44 white. Are you coming to the dark side? <laughs> <laughs> what, like blacked? I've been on that site before. Damn it, No! <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, mis- I misunderstood that question. God damn it. <laughs> but no, what do you call it? No, it's damn good. Um, I mean, if you like you some... Good ass, you know, big mouthfeel, very frothy texture to it. Goes down very smooth and nine percent. It's very dangerous at that point. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And my next beer will be from the Carl Strauss Brewing Company, the Bird Rock Coffee Roasters, California. Oh wait, no. Okay, dumb. Me dumb. It's from a combination of Carl Strauss and Bird Rock Co- Bird Bird Rock <laughs> Coffee Roasters of California. Fuck. The Golden Stout with coffee. Oh god damn. So bitch. Ah, the golden stout. Light in color and heavy and WTF. Here's the secret. This beer is blind because it's brewed without roasted barley. But take a sip and it's a stout through and through. So what gives? Rolled oats produce a smooth and creamy mouthfeel while roasted flavors of sweet chocolate espresso are thanks to the addition of vanilla beans, cocoa nibs, and coffee. And that's where our caffeinated friends at Bird Rock Coffee Roasters come in. Their single-origin Ethiopian coffee beans are the the piece de resistance in the stout, layering in additional flavors with subtle fruit. Crack open a can, confuse your friends, and enjoy. (sighs) Yeah. 7.5% alcohol. H Jim. Ah, mm. felt good. It's been a while since I was able to do that. All right, Jim. Speaking of your people, uh, Activision and Blizzard. My people? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I disavow, sir. Uh, you and your frat boy culture. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's been a little Look, bit I of can't, I can't. I can't say that the idea of showing up to work and doing a drunk call around the office wouldn't sound fun as shit. I it's when you get, get to that. I it's just, when you get to the rampant sexual harassment that isn't addressed by HR that the problem comes in. The, hara- the harassment. <laughs> yeah, I guess my inner jersey came in there. My, there was there was five years in Southwest Philly came out. Like when I say Mario. Oh God. So um, it's it's I don't want to say it's it's old. It is about a week old at this point. But Activision ever evolving Blizzard, though. Ever yeah. evolving. Um, everyone probably knows we have the thing from Kotaku. Uh, where they're it's being sued by California, yeah, over the widespread harassment of women. So, here's what I found interesting: um, 
did you read like did you go into depth at all with the articles about what's what they're suing it over I read the articles, but I didn't go through, like, line by line with, like, the, uh... Oh, wow, that is really blonde. Holy shit. Yeah. First out. Those throw me for a friggin' loop, by the way. When they're... When it's a stout, but it's not dark. That fucks me up. But anyway... Yeah, this seems, <clears throat> seems wrong. But yeah, no, speaking of wrong. But yeah, no, I mean, I read through a lot of the, uh... A lot of the accusations about, like, you know... People, like, you know, women being forced to work super long hours and men showing up hungover and not doing anything or just sitting in a break room and never being reprimanded where women will get fired at the drop of a dime. And it's not just women. It's also, like, people of color, you know, trans, non-binary, all, such and such. Basically, if you're not, like, a straight white guy, then you're getting shit on at this company from what they say. So, yeah. One girl apparently killed herself because of a especially uh bad trip with one of her managers that brought a butt plug with him that that's the one that threw me for a loop like the way it's written in the article confused me because it's like a woman ale- or base they didn't say allegedly she said it says in a particular tragic event a female employee committed suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor who had brought butt plugs and lubricant with him on a trip i it it i like, are they definitely saying the two are connected? Or is it just saying, like... I, I, I don't know. But either way, like, yeah, it is... There, there's clearly some real terrible shit going on. And it's weird because there seems to be a legit issue there of sexual harassment going on that they, they haven't dealt with properly. But what I don't like is they're pulling in, like, other issues. It's like, focus on the sexual harassment and the mistreatment of women there. It's like they, they, they're trying to pull in, like, too many other stuff. Like like you said, like, there's people that, like, bosses can fire people at the drop of a dime. And, and, I, mean, and, I mean, they're building a case for, you know... Everything. For yeah. anything that's marginalized and shit like that, yeah. But, like, I, I, I'm, I, I don't know, maybe I don't know legal precedents enough, but I'm kind of like, well, why don't we focus on this shit that's, like, the immediate, like... What do you think? Do you think they're biting off too much, or do I you think... think I think when you throw too much at the wall... And, and once again, maybe I'm wrong, maybe in legal precedence. I feel like if you steer away from things that you have real evidence, because, like, I, I saw the one thing they were saying, like, the company was getting a lot of criticism because they weren't following, I think it's called, like, the Rooney Law, where basically they're not being inclusive enough with who they hire, but their mm-hmm. lawyers already were able to counteract that and basically say... Um, that will completely disrupt our workflow because we're only strictly looking at who's the best out there and it would fuck up like our releases, da 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 So it's like when you start muddying it with other claims and causes, I feel like could it let them get off? Like instead of like giving them a true reprimand for the main case. And I, don't, I might not know enough about this. I also didn't. I also thought it was kind of weird. Like I didn't realize a state goes after a company. I thought this would be like a class action from the former employees versus the state. I guess I don't know. I guess the government, if they want to, the you know bring down the hammer on someone yeah. for either way. Mistreatment. Because maybe it's a thing where the state, you know, like the state DA is just like, look, these people don't have the power to do it because of all the arbitration clauses that are in the contracts of the workers and all that kind of shit. So, you know, maybe they're thinking the only way there's going to be any kind of justice here is if, you know, we have to intervene. Yeah, I, I hope. And that, again, we are legal dum-dums. Yeah, I, I, I do hope, hey, bring people to justice. If there was sexual harassment, if there is any of this shit going on, bring them to justice, fuck them up. But like I said, it, it also was weird that, like, they called out, like you said, 
it seemed like they were calling out the fact that like higher ups were coming in drunk or they they apparently promoted this thing called a cube crawl which essentially is like what i read into it was you go around to other cubicles or areas of of activision that you normally don't go and when you show up there like you take a shot I just let me just first say that would be sounds pretty fun. awesome to do that. It's a, I, it, it sounds fun without the rampant abuse. Like if no, you don't no, no, get that in there, like you're the abuse, right. But I, sounds fun. But I, that's one of those things. It's like I would hope if you're going to have a company that does that, maybe you just say, "Hey, people can opt in and out of doing that." But either way, um, putting those things aside, they're also like, yeah, a lot of people would be just playing video games and they'd pass their work off to like their interns or whoever. I'm like, well, that's like. That's general, like, you basically... That's, that's kind of up. just management, yeah. That's where I go... That's upper management. I'm like, don't start straying there, like, because then you're going to lose it. Like, just stick to the actual issues, not, like, workplace, uh, higher-ups being shitty to lower, like, people on a low totem pole, because that happens everywhere regardless of anything. So yeah. I do hope they get a crackdown on the assholes who were doing this stuff, and... Um, you know, this is one of those things. It's led into a uh, a walkout plan for tomorrow. I guess I think it said like yeah. fifty employees are planning it. Twenty five hundred, I think, something like that. Oh, see, I read like fifty, but then there's a support from a whole bunch of other groups. Oh yeah, maybe it's just support from twenty five hundred, and then like you know fifty summer. I forgot the. Exact oh no, numbers. you know what? I'm sorry. Seeing the list of strike demands. Okay, so yeah, I guess there was a twenty six hundred Activision. Maybe I was wrong. Um, but it seems like a lot of them are, like, work at home, so it's not like they're all... It's, like, they're just saying don't work that day. But it's not even don't work that day. They're only doing it for four hours. Well, some of them are claiming don't, like, just take the whole day off without pay if you can. Okay. I... And if you read the list of what Look, they I mean, want the to thing come is, from it, it's like, guys, I, I, I respect mean, it. The arbitration definitely makes sense, and, you know, they're pushing for more inclusivity, which, I mean, I guess if you want to make an official quota for people you have to hire that way, I guess that's but the thing they've you can already, do. Yeah, they're not, that's the problem, is they're, I would rather see arbitration, policy-wide things, they've pretty made, much made it clear. Like, and, and, like, HR accountability was definitely, like, one thing on yeah. there. And, and the cynic in me goes, I, I like the the attention's being brought, it's going to bring a lot of negative publicity to Activision. It's going to hurt their reputation for a little bit. But at the end of the day, as we've seen with all these game companies, unfortunately, if these people walk out, you will eventually get replaced, and it will roll on. Like, I don't know what the right answer is. If the walkout you think is going to do something. I, I You know what? I think I think if you're going to do this walkout thing, you have to do it for more than definitely more than four hours and definitely more than one day. Like, yeah, that, that, that was kind of like my you're not going to you're not going to disrupt shit by doing it for even one day. One day is not going to do enough. Like you one do it. one day. One day is just going to put you on a shit list that, you know, so yeah. the company can slowly rehire people. They just fire you for whatever. Yeah. Like that's what that's what a one day strike will do. If, like they need to have a large chunk of the production people walk out the same day and stay out until like say Bobby Kotick's fired. Like make make like a strong demand. Like a, yeah, make 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 a point out of it. But, yeah, like because I what I don't want to see is these people have the right intention. They want something done. Oh yeah, they could get completely fucked by doing too little. So it's like yeah, it's be more strategic. Basically, talk with the people who do work with Activision. Maybe they're. 
distributors i don't know whoever wherever you can hurt the bottom dollar and then they could start saying maybe we do need to change some upper upper management hit those things but just taking a day off of work even without pay you're actually now like you're saving them that money for it so it's like you know you got to be more than just one day walk out is all i'm saying yeah and i mean like like the engine, and like that stemmed from Activision's initial response to it, which is just like these allegations are all ridiculous, you know, blah blah blah. They have it's unfounded. We've been working closely, so it's not like they're even acknowledging at all that anything's wrong. So everyone's going, "Oh, what the fuck, Activision?" And it's funny because the funny thing about that, I mean, it's typical corporate speak as you would expect, but it gets gets even funnier because like World of Warcraft is owned by Activision Blizzard now. It's a Blizzard property. And they put out this press release that's like, oh, we take this seriously, so to show our solidarity, we're going to take away a couple offensive lines from NPC characters. Like, dude, seriously? <laughs> that's the best you're doing? Like, you think that's going to be qualm to people? And it's funny, because, like, even, like, uh, and there's been a lot of notable shit going on around this. Like, I think this has a lot of legs. Like, the uh, Russell Brower, who is a composer and director and conductor for Blizzard... Like, he's worked on World of Warcraft, Diablo 3, StarCraft 2, and he literally wrote, wish I could get 12 of those years of my life back. Like, he's a big name for them, and he's, like, just throwing the company out. And another weird thing, like, I mean, the stories are coming out left and right now from people, which, you know, always, you, you know, not, I don't want to say take it with a grain of salt, just for how egregious a lot of this shit is, but it's also like, you know, of course people are feeling empowered now to come out, which is good. But, but the who funniest wants to thing, be a part of that crowd? Man, there's there's that, but I'm sure that a lot of them do have their. I'm sure most probably yeah. have a legitimate gripe, and I'm also. But it's also funny how the most telling thing is how silent a lot of the real gaming journalism outlets have been about this. Yeah, all the big name people out there, silent, 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 silent. Well, what so, I saw was for, interesting. For, even even for the most inside of inside people who've never reported on this before for some reason, as if they needed their kickbacks and their access to keep their jobs and their positions. Which, hey, I, you know what? I've come to the point of, do you expect better? Like, there's two there's two tales to this. Uh, and I'm saying of people not involved. You have, you have those who had a vested interest in Activision one way or another. Whether it's making money, like I saw a call for all Twitch streamers who play Activision and Blizzard games to maybe tomorrow not stream. If yeah. that's their main and maybe that's their source of income, maybe they'll acquiesce, maybe they won't. You got some that are claiming extreme outrage to a point of like almost as if they're taking it personally. Like where I go, be outraged, but like calm the rhetoric, like don't. Just jump on it to jump on it so you can earn social points. Like that, There's always going to be those people. That yeah. bothers me a lot Like when people do that because you're like, you don't give two fucks about this. You just want to appear like somebody who gives a fuck. Um, I, I think you're going to, unfortunately, until... And like you said, it seems like where there's smoke, there's fire. But mm -hmm. as we're seeing with other cases, like what happened with Bill Cosby... Oh, he got off on a technicality. I know, but 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 did you see how divisive that became of like, well, see, now we said everyone was lying. It's like that 
the two don't translate at all. Unfortunately, there's going to be those people that want uh, ride yeah. defense. They wait to see what the actual outcome is. If they become guilty, like and Activision is guilty and everything goes through, they'll say, I hated Activision from the start, even though they were silent this whole time. But if right. they get off, they're going to be like, you know, weird allegations. That Like, unfortunately, that's where those people ride to. And yeah, I mean, there is it almost going to be a thing where it's like, it's going to be like the gaming version of OJ where it's like, yeah, you got off, but eh, we know you did it. That's where, you know, because look, we, we do live in America, so everyone should get their day in court. Yes. It'll be very interesting to follow this. and It'll be very interesting to see what comes of it, what they can prove. And like, you know, that, and that goes back to what I was saying. That's why I want to get away from the, the wide net of some are like specific accusations of specific like i was harassed which i want anyone who's being blamed that who did that like to go to like i want real action but things that are harder to actually pin that make everything else seem a little more frivolous i want those kind of handled separately if that makes sense so that way you get the more serious shit so that way it doesn't get watered down with anything else and that's not demeaning the other stuff it's just saying like if somebody was actually physically or even mentally whatever assaulted, I want them taken care of first versus right. someone who's like, well, there's something systemic here. It's like, OK, well, first the people who were directly, then the pe- like, you know, it's a water. F- oh, you know, it's a you know what I'm trying to say. No, I know. I'm, yeah, it's um, yeah. You know, you know you the words with the words. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I do hope bring them to justice. Get it, you know, if people did this shit, I, I'm clearly very much not okay. Right. I, but as we've seen, and I'm not comparing directly, unfortunately, the mass populace won't know or care enough about this if they like an Activision game. I was going it. to get to that because everyone's going to, you know, get on their soapbox, you know, and get their social media points. Mm-hmm. But then when Diablo 2 Remastered comes out, you yeah. see a lot of fucking people playing Diablo 2 Remastered. Yeah, all you YouTubers and twi- Twitter people who I've seen, who we semi-know, and, and there's there's a lot I've seen who, who's claimed outrage. I don't want to see the picture of you holding up the game the first day it comes out and your review of it and how you feel about it. Like, don't, then don't touch Activision. If you want to take such a hard stance, I don't want to see you turning around and doing reviews of their games and shit. Right. And look, anyone out there right now can think less of me for saying this if they want to, which is, it's fair. But, like, the only Activision game I'm probably going to buy when probably a definite will probably be when the new Call of Duty comes out because that's, like, the tradition that I have left. That's, like, the only weekend I get to myself anymore to hang out with the boys and do that shit. So, like, you know, like, will I vote with my wallet by not buying anything else, but I do buy Call of Duty? Sure, but you know what? Like, I'm in the know in doing this, but do you know where pe- these companies make their money from? They make it from the casuals who aren't in the know and don't care. Yeah. So, for as much as you're going to rage on Twitter, and it's unfortunate, but you can rage as much as you want, but it's really not going to make a difference at the end of the day either. Well, I also look at it like this. There's an issue at Activision, but I don't know. Say they have 10,000 employees. The 6,000 that are underpaid, overworked, who had nothing to do with this they still have a job there and have to do shit. So the like 
you know, yes, I do. I want to support a company that has a big issue with that. No, of course not. Yeah. But like Jim's saying, like there, and then there's a flip side of like, but not everyone working there, and some of the people who are being represented in these cases probably still work there too. So, you know, double-edged sword. Yeah, it, it, yeah I mean, it, it's tough because some things are just too, they're too big to fail at this point. Yeah. So, you know, if anyone has better information, obviously, like I said, Jim and I are idiots when it comes to law or stuff. Um, we will be following this, I'm sure. We'll bring it up uh, each episode as we see more and more. But I'm curious to see what comes from this walkout. As we said, it's tomorrow now at the time of this airing we're a day behind the walkout so i'm curious to see what's come from it well a day before yeah uh well no it's happening it's, tomorrow i know but oh as when it comes out yeah. it'll be the day of when it comes out yeah or the day after it'll Bri, come get out. this out tomorrow Brian. <laughs> Bri, you work from home don't you give me your Jim, goddamn shit Jim, don't you Jim, fucking dare Jim, this if will, you can do Jim, wait, if wait, you wait, can wait, do wait. an after work Jim, stream all the goddamn this, time this will be you edited, can you can this upload. will be edited in a half hour it'll render in two hours it'll take seven hours on youtube to actually get on there well you better get to it tonight fine, and let it fine. work and tomorrow at 6 p.m this we episode, have a schedule to keep god damn it this episode will be available 7 p.m <laughs> there we go <laughs> but yeah now let us know what you think in the comments below i would love to hear you know what everyone thinks yep yeah for sure and like like we said look for the people who are really the scumbags in this we hope justice comes but It'll just be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah. All right, Chambers. Uh, so that was depressing. <laughs> so I, I have a random, it's a random question. It might not be that deep, but um, you and I have kind of talked about this. I know you don't care about stories at all. <laughs> no. But what's more important to you when you play a game? The experience of the game itself, and that can kind of be tied to the story, or how challenging it is. Because some games are, to me, strictly defined by how difficult they are. And then others, it's like, I've mentioned a whole bunch of games like Hellblade, um, ones where I do care about stories. Or when I play a game for the first time, like the first time I ever played with the first Call of Duty. That was an experience for me because I never played an FPS like that. So right. a game that gives you an experience that you truly never had. Or do you care about things like that where you get an experience that you've never had or is it just i want to play a game based on the challenge of the game oh i mean for me this is kind of easy it's the experience like i don't i don't give a shit about waving my dick about beating a hard game i don't fucking <laughs> care and especially at this point in my life like for a lot of my life like if i liked the game enough and i like was able to get good enough to go through and beat it on like you know expert or super hard or shit like that and I was able to get through it. I went, all right, cool. Like, that's an accomplishment. But especially for talking at this point in time, I don't care. Just let me enjoy the experience of whatever the game wants to throw at me. So even though I like to say I don't give a shit about story, like, of course I enjoy a good story that sucks me in. Yeah. So, like, you know, if I get invested in a story and they have these cool little plot twists and moments and, you know, set piece moments and shit like that. Yeah. Then, of course, I'm going to enjoy that way more than grinding a boss 40 times to fucking kill it. So... Yeah, no, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I asked this because I did that Gone Home home game, and I don't, I can't even necessarily say it's, it didn't feel like I played a game. It felt right. like I kind of watched a movie, but I was in control of the order of things, if you will. Um, 
which is why I get why they're called walking simulators. Right. And it was different because I was like, oh, I just finished playing a game like Outlast where I was like, you know, uh, trying to avoid getting killed brutally and seeing these terrible things to like, oh, okay, this is like a different, this feels weird. Like I'm not, there's nothing coming after. There, there was literally not a single threat to you. You just do something at your own pace. So it gave me a different experience where I was like, okay, even if I didn't love the game or like, if I could recommend it or wouldn't recommend it, I was just like, that's a different experience. I like mm-hmm. things like that that surprise me versus, yeah, like the challenge. Challenge is cool, and I do like, you do get a weird sense of like, if you do beat a game like a Halo or a Call of Duty on Legendary or whatever, like you're like, cool, I beat it. But like that fades instantly, whereas experiences, I feel like they last a, 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 quite a bit longer. Oh yeah, like even when I like when I got that code and I reviewed it, that what comes what what comes after, like that was just an hour long walking simulator, walk from person to person and listen to their story kind of deal. Yeah, you know, get the lesson from the you know the lesson to be learned from the the game and the experience, and you know you're on your way. Like you know, there's no replayability or different. You know, there's no difficulty. There's nothing to do. You're just talking to people. So yeah, different experience. So but there but there there's a there's a place for that. Like that's. That's a fucking shitload of what's kept the Vita alive is just, what do you call it, like, visual novels and shit like that. And I know there's plenty of people out there that really just want to, what's the most difficult game, like, arcade shooters, shmups, whatever, like, they just, it's just, how hard is it? Oh, this is crazy. Because at the end of the day, like, how different are those games? You're like, oh, this mechanic is a slight tilt, but at the end of the day, it's scroll up or scroll sideways, shoot as much. It's just, how hard is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, this is one of those ones that always comes down to personal preference because sure. even for the super hard people, like their experience with the game is their personal experience of you know getting to the point of beating it, like of being those one CC people mm-hmm. or to be the ones who can you know beat Zelda without a sword or dumb shit like that. So like you know, if that's what you want out of a game, then cool, have at it. It's just like I don't care. No, yeah, I I don't. I'm not saying there's a there's not a correct answer here. I was curious with you though. Like Except said, for mine. Mine's right. I mean, you're always wrong, and Socrates would agree. <laughs> but <laughs> Socrates needs to wash his ass all. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> Jim, he lived in a day and age where clean water and soaps were not readily available. What's your excuse? Look, Bri, you had look, Irish Bri, Springs, and what was your he, excuse? He could have gone to any goddamn bathhouse he wanted to, all right? It's not like he lived in the slums. Jim, he, he had very medium, medium income, and back then that meant a lot less than today. He, he lived at the height of civilization for his time. <laughs> I'm not even going to say what they did back then. <laughs> I'm just going to say, what's what, your it's excuse? Good, no? <laughs> look, right, back, look, back then, a hole's a hole, all right? Back then, you know, what are you going to do? Holes and hole and age don't matter, right, Jim? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> so let us know what you guys think. What's more important to you? Is it the experience of the game or the challenge? What do you get more out of from a good game? Oh, Jim, this one depresses me. And <laughs> had, had to throw had to throw a little goofy little goofy guy in there. So, well, Brian, as did we talk about it with the fucking uh, the Super Mario that went like for a million dollars at auction or some shit like that? I don't even think we did. I don't think we did. No. We didn't, because everyone else talked about it. But yeah, like you know, it seems to be the video hot game thing collecting. Now. You know, like the baseball card collectors and that ilk—they're in video games now. They're ruining collecting, as we all know. 
But there's a new, there's a new scheme on the market, Brian. How would you like to have a piece of history? You don't have to actually own the game, but you can own a piece of owning a game. But not the game itself, but like a cartridge of the game. Um, Jim, I already own a constellation and named it myself. Why would I need this? What, what you bought? You couldn't just have a star. You had to buy a whole goddamn constellation. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant star. You fucking home shop work, home shopping network piece of shit. Um, Jim, it was an anniversary gift and it was goddamn romantic and adorable. No, it's romantic, all right. <laughs> what'd you, what, what, what'd, sure what'd you buy natives, your wife? Um, a, a new, new soap? I bought a whole star. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sure the fucking natives on Omicron Percy I ate really appreciate it, bro. They goddamn I'm sure do. They fucking love it. <laughs> I can buy a piece of land in Ireland right now if I wanted to. And you want to buy a, 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 a friggin' 64th of a cartridge, which will depreciate in value. And you know what I hope happens Bri, to these assholes? much like stocks, game prices only go up, just like stocks. That's how it works. You know what I really hope happens to this cartridge? And uh, before, before, before we get into it, because yep. we didn't even address it. Yep. So basically, there's a scheme out there right now where you can buy like a piece of a Nintendo World Championship card, basically. And not that they ship you a piece of it, but no, 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 no. Of course, you have just rights to like ten dollars worth of an NWC card. What the fuck? It, it's it's basically it's a, it's a new it's a new uh, what do you call it? Stock scam. That's what, what it is. What was that very stupid shit that I don't even know if it's still going on? Uh, that you can sell the internet picture, the NT. Oh, and, NFTs. NFTs. Um, that, that that died down a lot because but it's, it's still stupid. kind of around. Um, just like this is really stupid. Like, it's a timeshare for a video game. And at the end of the day, I I just hope people don't fall for it. And this grading of games, dude, anyone that spends 180k or 200k on a Nintendo game, I don't care how rare it is. Like, dude... You know what I hope I happens? That Steve Casino guy who cuts open carts and then makes art out of it. I would love to steal this thing, give it to him, and let him cut it open and put a stupid clay monster in it. Well, now, Bri, now, Bri, let's break down. Let's break down the value and the uh, the legitimacy of this little. Uh, I'm not gonna call it a scheme. Let's call it an investment, Bri. This is, let's, this is the equivalent of people it. who pay too much for modern art. So, a new investment scheme is launched via Otis, which allows people to buy shares of the 8.5 WADA Nintendo World Championships grade cartridge for $10. The shares will fluctuate in value, just like stock, with shareholders waiting for their prices to increase before potentially concerning to trade them in, hopefully for a sizable profit. So, Otis is an investment platform that specializes in cultural assets, and it is the first fractionalized platform to offer the prize Nintendo game, valued at $211,300. The cartridge is considered by many to be the holy grail of video game collecting, and a lower-grade WADA 8.0 copy of the game sold for 180000 earlier this month. Here's my simple question to you, Jim. I see that from this article, it's IGN, uh, a store paid thirteen k for this. Um, here's my question. Who, when I see these bidders like we saw with the other ones you mentioned, like how much did that uh, uh, Super Mario 64 go? The sealed, uh, water graded, it was like 1.5 million, something like that. Who actually bought that? Well, from what I saw from my little wheelings and dealings around the internet, it was basically collecting investment groups that kind of 
conglomerated together to check up that price. That's my question. Like, and here's the thing: who buys these shit for that crazy price? Where does the game actually go? Right. See, that's the genius of it. You buy a game, but you never sell it. You just put bids on it, and you inflate the markets to inflate your investment in said game. It's a it's a can't miss thing, Brian. Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Brian. It's all bullshit. Well, <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I was gonna say in your uh, your crypto stuff, there may be a crackdown coming very soon, and it might all be illegal. So, oh, good, they can take what little I have left. <laughs> but no, it, this is one of those. Please, for the love of God, gamers, never, ever, ever, ever do this. This is a terrible scheme. It is a way to just get suckers to say, I have $10. Could you imagine actually saying, like, I have $10 worth of a whatever it is? Not saying, you know what, if you're if you're a scam artist, you could make money here. You pay $10 now. Oh, yeah. That game all of a sudden says its value is 500 k you sell it for a couple hundred or whatever. Cool. You can make some money. But, like, at the end, somebody is going to get washed out. And somebody is going to lose value on that. And it will happen. Just know that. At some point, you will lose value on that. Just like like Jim said, the trading cards. I thought you were about to say, just like Jim and his stocks. <laughs> <laughs> I was half expecting you to say, I bought $10 worth. <laughs> no. So... Terrible idea. Wow. This whole grading of games. I never understood with cards. Uh, let me let me rephrase. I understand there's a rarity to things. There's a market out there that's willing to pay top dollar. I see it a lot of times like Magic the Gathering cards and shit like that. Right, I gotta have my Black Lotus on the wall. But just why? Cause I, I my mind always goes to who's that end user that actually says. Like, I asked you about your collection for 32X. You're someone mm -hmm. who, at the end of the day, you would like it just to actually have it. Maybe you'll actually play it. But whoever pays this top dollar, other than putting it in a vault, like, what actually ever happens? Does it go to a museum? Like, I, I don't know what actually the end is for that. Right. This is this is shelf clanking on expert mode. That's what, that's no, what grading is. This is when you have too much money and you're just bored. Right, this is both of those things. <laughs> Just go out and buy a tiger. Buy weird exotic animals. Don't do shit like this. Just just buy an island. Just do what all the other rich people do. Or send yourself to space. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yes, uh, be Jeff Bezos giving $2 million to NASA to try to reconsider using his space stuff. Come on. Yeah. Uh, depresses me, Jim, when I see that. Be smart. But, but you, know, some, you know, there's always a sucker out there. So There, there certainly are. And their names are Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I bought three shares. <laughs> All right, Jim. So moving on to from depressing, weird, and downright just what the hell. Moving to my favorite topic, our gaming music. <laughs> There's a title for the episode, Depressing, Weird, and What the Hell. Yeah. So, Jim, um, I'm going to ask you to click this first video. And as Jim is queuing this up, I will put it here for a second. Uh the video comes to us from Super Street Fighter 2 uh, Turbo, the arcade edition. Now, I'm stressing that just because it's what it is. I don't know if the console versions are the same. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, probably the arcade. Okay, the arcade. Uh, All right, so hitting play. 3, 2, 1, now. 
So I really want you to keep that melody in mind. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, ah, oh, mmm. So you've kind of heard it, right? Oh, I've definitely heard it. So I have two songs that this could potentially be. And there could even be arguments that one of these songs might inspire the other song. So if you click on the first, uh, first one, Marvin Gaye and Kim Weston, It Takes Two, listen to the melody. I know you're going to think I'm crazy. I mean, I've got the I've got the poop face going right now. Yep. Oh, goddamn commercials! Tell me when you're getting you to it. All right, getting rid of commercials. Three, two, one, now. Oh, I'll be goddamned. The melody's exactly the same. I will be a slapped ass right there. So, it, obviously, once the lyric kicks in, the melody's a little tougher. But that opening, dun, dun, dun. yeah, no, that's that's that is definitely exactly it. So I. I was like Jim when I first heard a Street Fighter 2. I said, oh, I feel like I know that. So now I'll click on the second song. All right. I'll give me a second. And this is Journey, Be Good to Yourself. I think this is the one I was thinking of when I heard Probably. It. Yeah. I would have never gotten the name of the song. No. So if we were doing it, if we were doing it normally, I would have never gotten it. Dun, dun, dun. See now, like this isn't the one I was singing on. I I know yeah. I've heard that same chorus in another song. Yeah, I'm sure it's been used a billion times, but so that chorus here's uh, my question. Ah, uh, wait, Brian, hold on, hold on. Steve Perry's rocking me to sleep right now, <laughs> and not in a sleep way, but he's just taking me away to Pleasure Town with his voice, so Jim, with his here, silky smooth vocals. Here's my question: So, could it be possible Journey might have been inspired by Marvin Gaye? And then, hence, I I mean, whoever, I, I'm not sure who composed Street, Super Street Fighter 2 could have been inspired by either one. That melody, maybe it is very common, but to me, it's just reads so close that it's clearly inspired by one of these songs. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, that's that's like no for no with the Marvin Gaye version. So. Yeah. If I, I mean, if I had to pick one, if I was a picking man, I would have to go with that. Go Marvin Gaye. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, let us know in the comments below. I put the little snippets. Obviously, they couldn't be too long, thanks to YouTube and what they do. But, yep. uh, yeah, you let us know what you think below. Which one do you think it was inspired by? Um, yeah. A lot of these songs, man. Breaking them down. <laughs> Just inspired by other shit. Right. All these video game composers are hacks. Yeah. Jim. Who was it? I don't think it was Socrates, but there's no such thing as original creation. Uh, who, the, who the hell did say that? Or someone, someone said that. Yeah. Someone smarter than me. But someone better with the words. It, it's true. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything's just imitation is the form of flattery and making me money. I think the there's only five or six stories that exist, and everything else is an offshoot of that. Something like that, like, like oh yeah, I've, I've I've heard that before. Like, there's only like so many tales that can be told, and yeah, they've all been and told I think a thousand it's really ways or something. Boiled down to like, yeah, the five or six, like the underdog, the, the 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 love triangle. Like, there's only like so many versions that they just get muddled into something else. Yeah, it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Damn you it, stupid Jim. monkey. <laughs> oh, I miss Simpsons. Yeah, I miss. Yeah, I miss it too. Too bad. Too bad it got canceled in two thousand three. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Fuck Brian. Just let me live the lie. All right. So, 
closing out today's episode because we already did a Witch is Better thanks to Alex with yep. our Patreon. Um, overrated, underrated. And uh, let me let me lay the groundwork. I said shock value in video games. And what I mean by this is think of like the, even though it was fake, the nudity code in Mortal Kombat. Or just the pure violence in Mortal Kombat when it first came out. Or in Grand Theft Auto where you could get hot coffee and bang a hooker. Like, um, or in Call of Duty, the no Russian mode where you mow down an entire airport. Oh, you, you want to talk controversy. So, there's a... I, and I could go on and on. There's plenty of games. Postal 2 and everything that happened in that game. Like, there are some games that just have pure shock value. And much like movies, where it's like, is the shock value too gimmicky? Or is it actually like, do we need more games with shock value? Because they're pushing the limits of like what you can actually show... And it also generates a ton of interest in the game at the end of the day. Because nothing sells games faster than when you hear it's been banned in other countries. Like Manhunt and Manhunt 2, I think, because it was banned in Australia. Even Left 4 Dead was. I think that helps spike sales. So what do you think? Do you think when a company decides to go all in, whether it be violence, sex, nudity, whatever, uh, is that overrated? Or is it underrated? Well, Brian, if I could be so daring as to quote the great Eric Bischoff, controversy creates cash. And if you want to get, if you want to make a memory and make something that people will talk about, sometimes you got to do it. Now, in a perfect world, would everything that people remember be on the merits of its quality? Of course. Is that the way the real world works? Fortunately not. So sometimes you got to throw a little something spicy into the mix to get a, set yourself apart from the pack. Now, obviously, a lot of it doesn't age well. A lot of it's, you know, you look back at it and you go, Ugh, why would they do that? But at the end of the day, it's still the kind of thing that you talk about for ever and ever. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I kind of guess I have to say it's underrated because people like to bash on these uh the moments like, you know, the no Russians and the hot coffees and stuff like that, but it's the stuff for better or for worse that people still always go back to as talking points. Like, if you want to make yourself memorable, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I thought the same. I mean, I definitely think it's underrated. I think it pushes the envelope and it gets people talking. Like, in Grand Theft Auto, the fact that a scene of sex where you can kill countless people police officers do like some terrible terrible shit but they're worried about a little sex scene with a hooker that's the thing and like in call of duty same deal like it's all virtual it's all terrible you're killing tons of people and then you're online killing each other and then there's a scene of what a true terrorist might do like it questions those things of like i still go back to fallout with megaton if you choose to set it off like that's like a holy shit like you just nuked an entire town why did you do that like whereas in call of duty you had the option to skip them the thing but like if you played it like you didn't have an option to not do it in other words um i i I don't know i kind of like it because it gets people talking and if i can use socrates like it could (laughs) (laughs) i knew that was coming 
I and I I swear I did not mean to tie this in. I put the topic in there. <laughs> I'm so fucking but no, I know you didn't. I know you didn't mean to tie it in. Yeah, but, but it's one of like, those situations where you go like, well, you know, if it is so controversial, why is something so controversial? I mean, look at like how much kind of what I would call BS controversy came up with Resident Evil Five, and the issues that came up there, and you're like, you've just been murdering zombies everywhere else but now it's an issue like so it, it gets people talking and i think i can't think of enough games where it had shock value where the game wasn't already good like all the games you just mentioned they're good games on their own without those shock moments like gta if it didn't have hot coffee you well the funny thing about hot coffee is it was edited out of the final release of the game it's just something that like people messing with the source code found. Yeah, but like, that, it wasn't even part of the actual game. But like, release. okay, like Call of Duty, no Russian. Now, no Russian's a different story. Like that would have like plenty of game Mortal Kombat with or without the violence. Like we wouldn't have violence like we know in video games. But that was pure shocking back in the day. Did we need it? I mean, we needed something to do it, and that really set the tone. So I kind of think like. You add in shocking shit and like, what is it? The Witcher or God of War where there's like sex scenes and like, do you need those in there? No. Like the no. the games aren't like, no one goes like, oh my God, that game's great because of this sex scene. Like you don't care why they put it in there. I don't know. But like now you're pushing the envelope of what will video games become in the future and whether it's violence, sex, gore. Um, I like these things because they usually push it. And if there is a game that's only built around shock value, yeah, it's going to generally fall. But when the moment's most right. important and impactful, it means something. Yeah, like shit like Thrill Kill, which got, like, you know, canceled, and then, but then, like, the mostly complete version got released, and everyone's like, eh, this kind of sucks anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you got stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I will say underrated. Like, obviously, the, like, the easy, overrated thing's going to be, well... You know, if you need that to be in your game, then your game's not good anyway. Obviously. Fine. But you know what? One man's trash is another man's treasure. So, you know, there's always something that can be taken from almost anything within reason. So, See, I and it's funny you said that. Like, I almost feel like <clears throat> when people use that shitty argument of, like, if you need that to be good. Like, well, that's the same people would say, like, well, do you really need to say fuck? Like, sometimes, yes, you do. Like, it, you need to send a message a different way. And like we've said many times, some shocking movies, I don't necessarily enjoy watching. But after seeing one or two times, you go, oh, wow. Like, it gives you a feeling that you're uncomfortable with. Like, maybe some games you should be made to feel a little uncomfortable. We've seen right, plenty like of movies do it. So why not have games do the same thing? Would anyone talk about Boogie Nights if it didn't have that final scene? Probably not. <laughs> See, I was thinking more shocking than that. But yeah, you're, you're no, not... I mean, it was pretty shocking. I mean, the movie is a good movie, Jim. I'm not... I mean, it is a good movie, but... You've got the touch. <laughs> Damn it. You've got the power. <laughs> but no, so we want to see. I want to see what you But then again, think. that could be an argument in the other way because everyone only talks about the end scene, even though there was a good movie all the way up before it that everyone gets overshadowed by. That's the thing that you remember the most, maybe. But I think like anyone who truly watches a movie isn't going to debate. Like If they didn't have that, you'd still say, it's a good movie. Right. But that's the like... Yeah, that's the capstone. That's like saying, like, oh, that's I the, have, what the hell? 
that's like if you have an amazing cake, but it has great frosting. Like, you're going to say, damn, that frosting was good. But if it was just a really good cake, you'd say, it was a good cake. Yeah, like, much much like Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania, it's the Keystone. Damn it. It's the one that holds it all together. So, yeah, I, I put this in here because after finishing Outlast, some of the shit that was in that game, I was like, like, what they talked about. You might not have seen it, but, like, when you read some of the manuscripts, I was like, oh, this made me feel like, oh, that's not <laughs> good. <laughs> but, but, you know. It's sometimes good to be put outside of your comfort zone. And yeah, I, think, I mean, I think you need that. Yeah, I think we're uh, especially in today's day and age. Everyone likes everyone likes their little bubbles. There's a lot, yeah. lot of bubbles going on. So every once in a while, you need something to shake it up. I want to see, I want to see a, I want to see a constant game developer take cues from someone like Quentin Tarantino. How his movies push the edge. I want to see a game developer do that time and time and time again. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. We need someone out there to spice it up a little bit. Yeah. We don't need generic open-world game, adventure game, or a generic first-person shooter again and again. Or you someone mean like every generic something. Nintendo game? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you get a star in this way. Now you get a star in this way. <laughs> um, Brian, they were moons in the last one? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys let us know what you think. Do you think shock value is it cheap? Is it underrated? Is it overrated? Where is you? Ha, where have you seen it done really well? And where have you seen it not done well? So I would love to hear. So with that, Chambers, uh, how did that second stout treat you? So this was this was a weird one. This was my first ever golden stout, and it was just it was really weird. Like it was so much like creamier than I was expecting. And like the like, I, I was thinking about it as we were in the middle of one of our discussions. I wanted to talk about, it, then I kind of forgot, and then I forgot my point. But it's definitely like not like your standard stout experience at all. It was good though; like it was yeah. definitely good. And the further down I got, the coffee definitely started to come through way more. Like it was almost less stouty, more coffee e e e. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm describing this perfectly. But no, I mean it was good. Don't get me wrong; this is good. So. Hopefully the coffee doesn't keep me up all fucking night again. Now, which uh, between that and the first one, which what are you going with? I, I'm going with this one. I like this the the Carl Strauss and the coffee one more. Okay, nice. Yeah, I think the nitro is probably more of a pure stout, but this one was just more enjoyable to drink. And as far as this Domingo Mimosa sour, I don't drink enough mimosas to know if this tastes like a mimosa. It tastes like a sour to me. Um, I'm gonna right. see have a book. Wording. Have a book club with the girls. Have yourself <laughs> some wine nights and have yourself a little hangover that you need to take care of. All right. I'm uh, no. It, go on the porches. Only... Go out in the porches. You crochet. Have a little mimosa with Listen, you. Listen, you know, the only yourself. hangover drink I accept are Bloody Marys, Jim, and you know that. Oh, Bloody Marys! They are clutch. Never yeah. let you down. <laughs> but yeah, no. There. If you like sours, it's fine. Um, it, but if you're someone who's on the edge, don't. Don't waste your time with this one. New Belgium has a lot of better beers. I don't even know if that's a reoccurring one or seasonal or if it was a one-off. Yeah, I got it really for my wife. She didn't love it, so, eh, it is yeah, what it and is. Yeah, and she, she was a target. The Target. Yeah. Damn it. 
So with that, we want to say thank you to everyone who's stu stuck with us. Um, if you haven't already, please make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell because we know notifications are all fucked up on YouTube right now. And as Jim said earlier, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, please give us a rating. We prefer five stars. It will always answer. We always appreciate. Right, well, you can't give ratings on Spotify because they don't have any kind of engagement or way to track your numbers. What a wonderful platform. <laughs> Jim, it's better than Stitcher. It is better we than can't Stitcher. Even get on there. <laughs> so for anyone who uses Stitcher, like all two of you, I guess, who's listening, I, we don't know what the fuck's going on. We've yeah. like you, you noticed a feed died out like you know four months ago. We don't know why the fuck it doesn't work. We we don't know. But yeah, with that, we want to say thank you once again, everyone, especially our Patreons. And with that, have a good night and cheers. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>